we're gonna break a rule. talking about something that isn't a number. We're going to talk about infinity. Actually, you're talking to the wrong person, fundamentally. You shouldn't really be talking to scientists at all. If you want to know about infinity, you need to talk to mathematicians. Because they're really the people who deal with infinities. They're the people who understand the properties of infinity and so on. Infinity is not a number, right? It's an idea, it's a concept, it's the idea of being endless, of going on forever. I think everyone's familiar with the idea of infinity, even kids. You start counting one, two, three, four, five. You know, you might be five years old, but already you're thinking, what's the biggest number I can think of? And you go, ooh, it's 20. You get a bit old and you go, mm, maybe it's a million. It never ends, does it? Because you can keep adding one. Do you believe the universe is finite? We don't know if the universe is finite. So it's not a belief. None of this is about belief. It's about what does the evidence show? The, we have no evidence to tell us whether it's infinite or finite. What we do know is that our horizon goes to 14 billion light years. Beyond that, we don't know how far the universe extends. And that horizon is set by two things. The fact that the universe had a beginning and the fact that the speed of light is not infinite. It has a speed, 186,000 miles per second. Those two factors conspire to give us a horizon, just as a ship at sea has a horizon. Yet a ship is pretty sure that the ocean goes beyond the horizon of the ship, just as we are pretty sure the universe extends beyond our particular horizon. We just don't know how far. We observe that distant galaxies are moving away from us. This means that they must have been closer together in the past. In fact, one can show that all the galaxies must have been on top of each other about 15 billion years ago. This was a real big bang. It was the beginning of the universe, and of time itself. After the Big Bang, we believe that the universe expanded in a very rapid, inflationary manner. An increase of billions of billions of percent, in a tiny fraction of a second. During the inflationary period, the universe borrowed heavily from its gravitational energy to finance the creation of more matter. The result was a triumph for the economics of Keynes. A vigorous and expanding universe filled with material objects. I'm going to tell the story of the multiverse in three parts starts back in 1929 when the great astronomer Edwin Hubble realized that the distant galaxies 
were all rushing away from us, establishing that space itself is stretching, it's expanding. Now, this was revolutionary. The prevailing wisdom was that on the largest of scales, the universe was static. There was one thing that everyone was certain of. The expansion must be slowing down. Now let's fast forward to the 1990s, when those two teens of astronomers were inspired by this reasoning to measure the rate at which the expansion has been slowing. Instead, they found that it's speeding up, going faster and faster. What force is driving all galaxies to rush away from every other at an ever-quickening speed? You see, we are all used to gravity being a force that does one thing, pulls objects together. But in Einstein's general theory of relativity, gravity can also push things apart. How? If space is uniformly filled with an invisible energy, sort of like a uniform invisible mist, then the gravity generated by that mist would be repulsive. Repulsive gravity, which is just what we need to explain the observations because the repulsive gravity of an invisible energy in space, we now call it dark energy, its repulsive gravity would cause each galaxy to push against every other, driving the expansion to speed up, not slow down. But when the astronomers worked out how much of this dark energy must be infusing space to account for the cosmic speed up, look at what they found. 0.0000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000
internal inconsistencies unless we allow for something wholly unfamiliar. Extra dimensions of space. That is, we all know about the usual three dimensions of space. But string theory says that on fantastically small scales, there are additional dimensions crumpled to a tiny size, so small that we have not detected them. But even though the dimensions are hidden, they would have an impact on things that we can observe because the shape of the extra dimensions constrains how the strings can vibrate. And in string theory, vibration determines everything. So particle masses, the strengths of forces, and most importantly, the amount of dark energy would be determined by the shape of the extra dimensions. So if we knew the shape of the extra dimensions, we should be able to calculate these features, calculate the amount of dark energy. Now, when these ideas were first developed, there were only about five different candidate shapes. But over time, the list grew as researchers found other candidate shapes. From five, the number grew into the hundreds and then the thousands. Until today, the list of candidate shapes has soared to about 10 to the 500. Some researchers lost heart concluding that with so many candidate shapes for the extra dimensions, each giving rise to different physical features, string theory would never make definitive, testable predictions. We have been asking the wrong question. Instead, the right question to ask is, why do we humans find ourselves in a universe with the particular amount of dark energy we've measured instead of any of the other possibilities that are out there. Those universes that have much more dark energy than ours. Whenever matter tries to clump into galaxies, the repulsive push of the dark energy is so strong that it blows the clump apart and galaxies don't form. And in those universes that have much less dark energy, well, they collapse back on themselves so quickly that again, galaxies don't form. And without galaxies, there are no stars, no planets, and no chance for our form of life to exist in those other universes. So we find ourselves in a universe with the particular amount of dark energy we've measured simply because our universe has conditions hospitable to our form of life. And that would be that. Mystery solved, multiverse found. Here we are. Oh my God, Rick, is that us? We're torn to pieces. What is going on, Rick? I'm freaking out. Calm down, Morty. Look at me. Oh calm my God, down, Morty. I can't Morty. take it. No, I can't do you it. I can't calm, do it with this. Calm yourself, Morty. I can't do it with this. Morty, calm down, Morty. Can't be real. Morty, it's calm. You, you gotta calm down, Morty. We're, we're, Morty, we're, we're, will you listen apart. to me, Morty? We're, 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 <laughs> shut up and listen to me. It's fine. Everything is fine. There's an infinite number of realities, Morty. And in a few dozen of those, I got lucky and turned everything back to normal. I just had to find one of those realities in which we also happen to both die around this time. Now we can just slip into the place of our dead selves in this reality, and everything will be fine. We're not skipping a beat, Morty. Now help me with these bodies. This is insane. Look, Morty, I'll grab myself. You grab yourself, okay? I mean, that, that, that seems fair to me. I mean, that seems like a fair way to divvy it up. Rick! What about the reality we left behind? What about the reality where Hitler cured cancer, Morty? The answer is don't think about it. 
It's not like we can do this every week anyways. We get three or four more of these tops. Now pick up your dead self and come on. Haste makes waste. I, I don't suppose you've considered this detail, but obviously, if I hadn't screwed up as much as I did, we'd be these guys right now. So, again, you're welcome. Can I tell you my new theory of reincarnation? Yes. And it's really intense because I thought of this and it freaked me out. It's pretty <laughs> horrible. So it's like the common idea of reincarnation, if you subscribe to the theory, is that you die and you're born again. You go through your childhood, yes. you grow up, and then you die. Maybe you get born as a cat, maybe a butterfly, right. maybe an amoeba. This is what I was thinking. Because I had a dream once. And in this dream, I was a, a kid a little girl and my mom was rubbing my head and I knew I was dying but I didn't know what that meant except I knew it was bad and I could kind of feel myself fading out there was this like white sort of thing happening and then I woke up out of the dream like fuck what a shitty dream so I was thinking like oh fuck what if that's what reincarnation is what if when you die you know when you're driving home one night You've had too many pot lollipops. You're listening to Coast to Coast. Someone says something shocking that makes you look away from the road. You swerve off, you slam into a tree, you wake up. You're here, back in your house. Like, ah, fuck, what a shitty dream. But you've really died. You just reincarnated again. Into an alternate reality. In an alternate reality, so you literally can't die. There's no break. This just goes on forever Whoa. and ever and ever and ever. No break, no stopping, no new age going into the light and seeing your parents and your family and taking a, going to some new age uh, cosmic spa where you get to shake off all your shitty karma. It never stops. Wow. It just keeps happening again and again. Maybe like right now there's an earthquake and the ceiling collapses and all of a sudden you're just some daydreaming cabbie in Boston. Like, wow, that was fucking weird. I was just imagining I was a comedian in LA, but you know wow. what I mean? Well, that's bizarre. You're going to change lives? You just no, snap into that, another alternate the, life and then snap. you become the guy who rides this body out? Yeah, you snap funerals. into an alternate life wow. with all your memories embedded, everything already embedded in there because it's an infinite. It's an infinite. It, this, the, the, it goes shit. on forever. What if you're consciousness is living a bunch of different lives simultaneously and you just can't you can't see them yeah it's like a, an office filled with cubicles and no one's poking their head over the top of the cubicle yeah right they're all rolling at the same time yeah or like the way i thought about it is like if you're if there was like some this is, sounds really crazy but imagine that each of your fingers this sounds insane but imagine like each of your fingers had their own personality and their own like consciousness or something it's like and you could stick them through some kind of hole where they would forget they were attached to your hand and they would just think that they were their own individual selves. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's what we are. We're just like little fingers protruding into this dimension from some infinite thing. But the product of protruding into this dimension is we get instantaneous amnesia. And part of like dealing with the shock of coming into this dimension is we forget our true identity and replace it with our ego structures. I'll conclude with a striking implication of all these ideas for the very far future. You see, we learned 
that our universe is not static, that space is expanding, that that expansion is speeding up, and that there might be other universes, all by carefully examining faint pinpoints of starlight coming to us from distant galaxies. But because the expansion is speeding up, in the very far future, those galaxies will rush away so far and so fast that we won't be able to see them, not because of technological limitations, but because of the laws of physics. The light those galaxies emit, even traveling at the fastest speed, the speed of light, will not be able to overcome the ever-widening gulf between us. So astronomers in the far future, looking out into deep space, will see nothing but an endless stretch of static, inky, black, stillness and they will conclude that the universe is static and unchanging and populated by a single central oasis of matter that they inhabit a picture of the cosmos that we definitively know to be wrong now maybe those future astronomers will have records handed down from an earlier era like ours attesting to an expanding cosmos teeming with galaxies but would those future astronomers believe such ancient knowledge, or would they believe in the black, static, empty universe that their own state-of-the-art observations reveal? I suspect the latter, which means that we are living through a remarkably privileged era when certain deep truths about the cosmos are still within reach of the human spirit of exploration. It appears that it may not always be that way because today's astronomers by turning powerful telescopes to the sky have captured a handful of starkly informative photons a kind of cosmic telegram billions of years in transit and the message echoing across the ages is clear sometimes nature guards her secrets with the unbreakable grip of physical law sometimes the true nature of reality beckons from just beyond the horizon. myself, Will Magnus, and Sarah Magnus. Today you heard clips from Infinity is Bigger Than You Think by a YouTube channel called Numberphile, Infinity from YouTube channel 60 Symbols, Neil deGrasse Tyson is the Universe Infinite from YouTube channel Neil deGrasse Tyson Videos, I talked with Carl Sagan, Stephen Hawking, and Arthur C. Clarke from 1988 called God, the Universe, and Everything Else. A TED Talk by Brian Greene called Why Is Our Universe Fine-Tuned for Life? A clip from one of my favorite shows, Rick and Morty. A video called Infinite Universes, 
with Duncan Tressel from podcast The Joe Rogan Experience, number 42. The music you heard today was underscore, 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 capital A by Arca, Become Ocean by composer John Luther Adams, comm.mp4, Sky with Four Suns by John Luther Adams, Fox with Two Additional X's by Ricky Eat Acid, Prospect Hummer by Animal Collective featuring Vashti Bunyan. Give It To Me by Home Shake. Please, baby.